Thanks for joining us on our C3 Edinburgh podcast. We really hope this message inspires and encourages you in your life with Jesus. To find out more about our welcoming and vibrant church community, please check us out online at www.c3edinburgh.com or find us on Instagram or Facebook. Keep in touch and be part of the story. Now enough from me, you've come to hear the podcast and be blessed. When I was, when I was preparing this message, I had my own little journey, my own revelation, my own thing. And, and, I, and, I, and I found two things being, I was writing two, two, two things. And so I took one thing out. That's for me, I said. But I should, might share that with you. Anyone seen um, Lost? Do you remember the series Lost? Is that like before so many people's time? Yeah, right. There's a series called Lost. Um, there's like a bunch of series of them, and I only saw the first one, and then it... Wait, I need to, to be able to know how much detail to go into this, this metaphor. Can you... I need to get more stories, because I've done cricket, and everybody goes... I did something else, and everybody goes... What? Hands up if you've seen any of the series Lost. Okay. Enough. Okay. Okay, so here's the thing, right? It doesn't matter except for the point that I want to make. So just... So, so Lost is a, is a series where there's, there's this plane crash and a plane crash is full of a bunch of randoms onto a desert island or an island. And then when they come out, it's a weird place. I don't know what's going on. It's, it's weird and spooky and there's stuff going on on the island and they're trying to figure it out and they find some mysterious islanders and, and they're trying to figure everything out. And it's really all these twists and turns. And in the story, for the, in the first season they find that these islanders, um, and, you know, they've been, they've, they, they're mysterious how they got there, there's some, but, but they have this hut, and in the hut there's a computer, and in the computer there's a button, and on the button, uh, above the button there's a timer, and the timer goes down every six hours or something, and um, they were told, uh, if you, this place will blow up or something incredibly horrible will happen if this button isn't pressed every six hours, if the timer goes to zero, Something horrible will happen. So these islanders, have, for years and years and years, they've manned it. Someone has been on shift. So when it gets to five seconds left or ten seconds left, they can press the button and it resets it to six hours and it starts again. And, and so for the whole series, amongst other weird things, there's this narrative arc around what is, what's with that button and what happens if they press it and would anything happen? And I don't even know. Anyway, that's, that's a series. Um, it's, I want you to keep that in mind because I'm going to bring it back a little bit. Um, this is what my personal reflection, my personal journey with God has been this week. I've been asking something really elementary, really basic about faith. And so everybody here will go, you know, we know faith, we know faith. But I've been, I've been asking myself this, okay? Um, I say I have faith in Jesus, and I do. But I've been asking myself, what do, I, what, do I, what do I actually have faith about that? Like, what is, I say I have faith in Jesus, what does that actually mean? What, what do I mean by that? I, I, do I mean I have faith in Jesus that he, he lived? Because um, I don't, you don't need that much faith about Jesus being alive. It's historically quite solid that the, a, a guy called Jesus of Nazareth existed. There's more uh, 
historical evidence of Jesus of Nazareth and Julius Caesar is what they say. But so, so what do I believe then? I believe that he was the son of God. I do. I do. I believe he was God's son. I believe he is who he said he is and he did what he said he did. He died on the cross and he rose from dead. I do. I believe that. But here's my other question, okay? Here's my other question. What is the relationship between me believing that and me becoming saved? Like, does God, are you with me? This is just, it's all philosophical, but this is where my head goes when I should be doing other adult stuff. I'm, I'm like, I should be at work and I should be, I should be thinking about other things. I'm thinking, what is the nature of faith? And uh, what does it mean? Why does God look at me and call the, f- he, he says, the only way I'm going to get to heaven, the only way I'm going to have a life with Jesus isn't through the stuff I do, but by faith. Why is he so interested in my faith? Why is he so interested in what I believe? What is it about the nature of that? That's what I've been playing with. This is not the beginning of the series, guys. I'm so sorry. You have a title. You have everything. This thing that I'm talking now has nothing to do with whatever you're thinking about putting up there. So I'm so sorry, Miles. I've I've ruined your whole service. (laughs) I don't even have it on my iPad. I don't have my iPad. This is just my notes that I take on my phone when I'm thinking. What is it about that? Like, and, and here's why. It's because if I want to share my faith, because this whole series is about how to share your faith and the importance of sharing your faith with the people whom you love, it's about that. But if I'm going to share my faith with the people whom I love, what am I sharing? Like, what is it about that that I am sharing? Jesus is the Son of God. Yeah, and Jesus uh, died for your sins, and he rose from the dead, so you are free. And, and yes, and so what is it that God likes about you believing that? To believe he is who he says he is, that is, undeniably, people call Jesus a good teacher, but to, if, if everything that he, he, we see in the Gospels is what he is true, then he's not a very good teacher because he said some pretty insane things if that's all that he is. He said, you've got to eat my body and drink my blood. Like, that's not good teaching. There's a bunch of reasons why that's not good teaching if that's all he is. He's a prophet. He's a prophet. Well, he called himself, prophetically or otherwise, he said he was God's son. He, he said he was the great I am. He, he said he was God. So is he insane? Is he a liar? Is he a teacher? No, I believe that he is who he said he is. See, I believe Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is, is, uh, is on the throne, the right hand of the Father right now. He is uh, risen. He is alive. And I believe what he did was true. I don't believe he's in the grave. You can go to open up every tomb in Palestine and, 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 and you can open up every tomb in Israel and you won't find the bones of Jesus because he lives But why is my belief in that so important to God? Why is my faith the only currency, to put it in that term, that, uh, that God uh, engages with? My best works, he goes, ah, oh, it's not that good actually. My best intentions, he goes, ah, oh, I really know what's going on. I know your heart. Don't you pretend to be all shiny. 
The only currency that God will deal with in my life is, that, is the currency of faith. He says, with a faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move mountains. Everyone he healed in, in the Word of God, everyone he healed, he said, it's um, your faith has healed you. I'm, I'm, you're healed according to your faith. See, I believe that one of the reasons why the thing that I'm trying to grapple with, what is it about faith? What is it about faith that attracts God is, 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 is a little confusing for me because I am a Western uh, 21st century um, white male and I'm not a um, first century uh, Jewish person. But I want to post to you this morning or in my own thing that... that that actually had I grown up in a context, I'd, I'd, have a different, I'd have a different viewpoint. I want to share that with you because here's the thing. If I was a first century Jewish person um, and, and I'm now in the book of Acts days and people are telling me to follow Jesus and don't worry about all of the law and don't worry about all of the stuff and don't worry about um, um, giving the required offerings at the temple at the required times and going to all the sessions and all the festivals and making sure I'm maintaining all of the things to do, all of the stuff that makes uh, me a proper Jewish person. And then they said, don't do any of that now. Just give it to Jesus. Just, just allow that Jesus did it all for you. Just believe. Just, just, just do that. Now, that's... Now, for a belief, for someone like that, that communicates faith. That, and and, and let, let me... Let me let me bring the most theories of lost into this. In the story, they had to press every six hours, or they didn't know what would happen. They'd have to press six, every six hours. They'd get up in the middle of the night and press every six hours. If they went out to get some water, they have to be back to press every six hours. And then at the end of the series, they said, you know what? We don't think anything will happen. Watch it, and watch it go down, and don't press it. And there was a great climactic moment where it gets five went to zero, and then nothing happened, and it didn't blow up. And I, and I imagine this as a, if I was a Jewish person in the first century, I'd have that anxiety, I think, of, you're telling me that if I don't press this button here about obeying that, and if I don't press this button there about, about um, um, presenting that particular sacrifice at that particular part of the calendar, and if I don't press that about this, if I don't press that about that, if I don't press all of these myriad of buttons... God won't be interested in me. And, and, and Jesus says, you know what? I've done it all. Jesus says, watch and let the clock count down and trust, believe, have faith that I have done enough to cover it all. My revelation this week is, what do I have faith for? I have faith in my heart that Jesus is the Son of God. I have faith in my heart that He is who He says He is and He died for me. But the thing that I believe stirs God up, the reason why that's the currency, the currency that, he, that attracts Him, that, that makes Him say yes, is because I believe that His Son was enough that I don't have to go through all of the buttons and all of the presses and all of the stuff to have His attention that He would accept me because I'm trusting that the work of Jesus was enough for me. What do I have faith for? That Jesus was enough for me. That Jesus is enough for me.
one more time, that Jesus is enough for me. Sometimes you're pressing all of these buttons. And, so, and, and, and I've just posed this story about this first century Jewish version of me versus this 21st century Western secular version of me. And, um, but I don't think we're really that different. I think, I, think, I think there's a context there of lots of buttons pressed in the name of religion, but I think we have our own set of buttons over here in the 21st century that we press to make sure God pays attention and we, and we jump through hoops to make sure um, when, but that day when we face God, um, he's, um, we, he's smiling and not frowning. But let the word for you resonate, I pray, that there's no series of buttons for you to press for God to be impressed with you because Jesus was enough. And then let it have its edge too because there's a sharp point of this. That sounds warm. You know how we preach sometimes and you know, it sounds really warm and cuddly? Here's the bite. Every time that you try and add something, you negate the sacrifice that Jesus made for you. So it's good to go through it. Like, you know, I believe that Jesus was enough, but just in case, I'll actually um, also make sure I'm behaving in this particular manner so that God's extra impressed. Now, was Jesus enough or was he not enough? I guess my prayer is, God, do something with this revelation of my own, with my personal journey this week to unpack for us what it is that we believe, what we have faith for, and how can we share that with those whom we love the most. And I think it would be lovely to end that way, actually. Would you right now, as we prepare the ground for this month of thinking and praying for those whom we love the most, would you get out your device? Would you get out your pen and paper? You probably have it already. Um, I don't want us to be passive when we talk about those who are far from God, who need to be close, who are far from the life that Jesus brings. I don't want us to think philosophically about this. I want us to think tangibly about this, practically about this. What I'd invite you to do now and as we go this month is I'd love it if you would prayerfully right now write down two names. of people who you love. Maybe you don't get on all the best all the time with them. It's not the point, but you love them. But you know that they are far from God in their hearts. They are, maybe they think that what you're doing in the house of God and what you're doing following Jesus is crazy. Maybe they tolerate it in you. Maybe they, um, I don't know, but, If the antidote to sin and death is Jesus, they need Jesus. Would you write down those two names? Just and you, I'm not. I'm not. I think we might find ourselves adding names as the month goes on. And I thought what might be good is for us to close this meeting by uh, praying for our friends, our family. when you've got two names and if you haven't written them down, you hopefully you have them in the heart. But when you've got those two names, would you stand up? So, and when the last person's standing, we'll begin to pray.
Okay, put your hand over the, I don't know, your device, your phone, the book, your, your heart, if it's in your heart, whatever you want. But let's just pray. Father God, we believe in you. We, we have faith in your son, Jesus. We have faith that, uh, Jesus, you are the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one, the son of God who came from heaven to earth, who lived uh, a life that we could never match and died the death of, uh, of, uh, of of, of a sinner. And you did it mindfully and deliberately to carry our sins and our junk to the grave. And Jesus, we have faith that on the third day you rose again and it's ridiculous in a scientific community to fathom it and yet it's true that you are alive and you are risen and that you are right now moving in lives across this planet and filling churches like this across this planet. And we believe that because you did what you said you did, because you did what you did, there is no buttons for us to press. What we believe is that we have relationship with heaven, with God himself, without pressing any buttons. We believe that your work was enough. And that's the faith that gets us through the door. And now, Jesus, we pray for these names. We pray for these precious people. Oh, now, Jesus, we pray for our family and we pray for our friends and we pray for those who are far from you. We pray for those who we live with. We pray for those who we go to uni with. We pray for those who work across from us. We pray for those who you've brought to our minds and our hearts. We pray for those who you've brought to our attention. Jesus, move in their life. Jesus, Draw near, draw near, draw nearer to them and let their hearts draw nearer to you by step by step, by millimetre by millimetre. But God, not further away, but closer we pray. Open eyes, God, to who you are. Open ears, God, to your voice and to your word. Soften hearts, God, that the enemy wouldn't uh, blind them as he tries and harden them as he tries, but you you would be ministering to hearts, God. We lift up these names. If if one of the key moments of people's salvation is that people are praying for them and that these precious people haven't got it in them to pray for themselves, then Father God, we pray for them now. And we ask you this, that they would come to know you the way that we have come to know you and more in Jesus' name. Amen.